Arizona football loses against Mississippi State, but Jedfish, Jedfish put the world on notice that Arizona football is getting closer. Even in a loss, Arizona got some big wins. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, one thing that is fair to say, uh, there was a lot of trepidation in Tucson going into this game between uh, Arizona and Mississippi State for a variety of reasons. First, Arizona football has been one of the worst programs in college football the last five years. I am not telling anything you don't already know. By the way, this show today is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh. Um, now, when it comes to Arizona, though, there was nothing uh, there was nothing fresh about their initial performance on the field, but they came back, they came storming back and almost won in overtime. But a big part of this, though, is Jed Fish keeping promises. When he came in here, talked about how we are going to build a culture, we are going to build this thing from the ground up, and we are going to get players across the board. We will find them any way we can, and he's done just that, and that was on full display. There's a lot of positive stuff to get to, but the first thing we got to talk about, about is Jaden Delora. Jaden Delora is, um, I think at this point, uh, it's fair to say you know what he is. And the term mercurial fits perfectly for Jaden in that he can make some huge plays, you know, a touchdown at the end of the uh, first half on that uh, long pass to T-Mac. Um, uh, another, uh, another pass to uh, T-Mac that went for a touchdown in the second half where he ran around. Quarterbacking can come easily for Jaden Delora. The problem for JDL, though, is that he also keeps the other team in the game. Uh, it's very much of a Brett Favre type. You know, you pick up one end of the stick, you pick up the other, and you saw that on full display against. Uh, you saw that on full display against the University of, or excuse me, Mississippi State University. Um, where I'm at with Jane Delora is you just kind of know what he is at this point. Uh, that's not a good thing. That's not a bad thing. He's an above average college quarterback, but you know that he's going to put you in some untenable spots. And he's also going to probably lead you back from some, uh, some of those same untenable spots. Uh, the frustration that Arizona fans have in this game is that if Jane Delora hadn't done that, if he had just played a safe game, Arizona's winning this game because and it's weird to say this, and we're going to get into this a little bit later in the show. Arizona's got Arizona has better players than Mississippi State, significantly better players. I mean, I don't want to say significantly, but the receivers are better. Uh, the line was better. The defense, which we will get to, was absolutely fantastic. There was just a lot to like about this Arizona football team and their performance. But the interceptions that Jaden Delora threw, you just can't throw, man. I mean, there's just there's no other way around it. And not only is there no other way around it, it's some of these throws were thrown into double or triple coverage. And I don't want to hear the thing about, well, you know, some of them were tipped. Well, when you throw a ball in double coverage, a lot of times it's going to be tipped. That's just kind of the way that things go right there. And he is a, um, you know, that's just kind of, that's just kind of who he is right there. Um, going forward, it'll be interesting to see if Jed Fish talks about, uh, 
maybe getting him a little bit more, uh, maybe trying to get him to be a little bit more risk averse. We'll find out. I don't know, but I do know that Arizona could win some, a lot of football games this year, but it's got to get good JDL. It can't have the brain dead decisions out there that have, plagued him let's be honest here pretty much his entire career the ups are great but the lows you just can't live with and there's a reason that uh, Arizona had those lows but we'll get back to JDL but we we also got to focus on the positive on this show this was an incredibly inspiring performance by the U of A um again nobody thought Arizona's going to win this game and I hate the whole oh nobody gave us a chance that's all non-garbage generally to me at least but the one thing about this squad is they are ta- or, uh, the one thing about this team, though, and Jed, and this has been the case for these teams throughout Jed Fish's tenure, is that they play inspired football. And by inspired football, they go, they go basically. You never feel like you're quite out of it with them if they have enough talent right there. And that was all, that was the case. You got down fourteen to nothing in uh, Starkville, and they also had the ball. But the defense really kind of picked up, gave the offense enough time to be able to kind of get their bearings, get their wits, and be able to get back going. I think with uh, I think with the uh, the offense though, there's a lot to like and there's a lot to uh, take away. Um, the first thing is obviously we went over Jaden Delora. He is a um, he's a dude that you know. There are going to be some real highs or going to be some real lows. And generally with quarterbacks like that, when you're in year three already of being a starter at the division one level, kind of who you are at that point, I think. And that's just, you know, that's just kind of who it is. That's just kind of who you are at this stage. Um, I don't think that you're going to be able to reel him back. But it is uh, it is reassuring to know at least that you've got some big time receivers out there in a T-Mac that's what a potential first-round pick looks like. It's funny to say that a five-star wide receiver that went to Arizona is somewhat underrated on the national scene or is forgotten about. Yes, he is kind of forgotten about. Um, and not sure exactly why, but he is a big-time player. We thought, and we talked about this last week, that he was going to announce to the world exactly who he was, and he showed just that. You know, nine catches, a buck 61, a touchdown. If he were to catch for 1,400 yards this year and 15 touchdowns, it wouldn't surprise anybody in the least. He's a He would be a starting wide receiver anywhere. Jacob Cowing is the same way. Now, not, not blessed with nearly the physical dimensions the T-Mac is, but Jacob Cowing also, he can get open. He can get by his guy. He can get in the end zone. He's, uh, he's not a first-round pick like T-Mac, but he's somebody that will certainly find his way onto an NFL roster, probably something between a late third to a fifth, sixth-round pick, something like that. Um, I do think that uh, – and then you got Tanner McLaughlin. We love T-Mac on this show. The other T-Mac, T-Mac 2.0 or T-Mac 1.0, depending on how you want to look at it. He had another big game. He's a guy with NFL uh, uh, potential as well. Um and then you look at the the, the O line. I thought the O line played very very well. Um, they gave uh, they gave uh, uh, Jaden more than enough time uh, to be able to make the plays. Granted, sometimes Jaden was running around, but that's also because he's trying to extend a play where nobody was open. Um, I can't really begrudge either side for that right there. And then the running back spot. Michael Wiley is really really good out of the backfield. I would like to see him. I'd like to see our guy, Rayshon Speedy Luke Tham. 
I would like to see him get uh, uh, some more carries because I think against fast defenses, Michael Wiley's a little too deliberate, maybe a little bit too slow. Um, again, he's your starter and he should be your starter, but I would like to see the former Army All-American Bowl MVP, Rayshon Speedy Luke, get some carries out there because I think that he can uh, I think that he can loosen up the defense in a way that nobody else on that team really can, especially out of the backfield. But overall, Outside of JDL, I thought that the offense performed. Uh, I thought the uh, offense performed admirably at all the spots. You just got to get a better performance out of your signal caller right there because uh, the signal caller is going to kind of limit how good or how bad you can be, and that has certainly been the case there with JDL. Now you might say to yourself, Mike. Did you talk about betting on this game? I did talk about betting on this game. That's a good memory by all of you out there. Um, now, listen, I thought Arizona was going to win straight up, but it doesn't matter. If you took Arizona to cover, just even to cover, then you're good to go. Check out FanDuel.com backslash locked on. This is the best time of the year to get in here. You want to you got football bets going on. You got basketball right around the corner. We're through all the dog days of the bad sports where you have to rely on baseball and hockey offseason news. We are now in we are now in the grand peak of all sports. Opening football and there is no better way, no better place for you to go than fanduel.com backslash locked on. Check it out. Let them know that we sent you. You know your money is good with FanDuel. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back now and then we're going to talk about maybe the most surprising aspect of uh, Saturday night's game. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk about the most surprising aspect of that of the game, and that was the defense. Now, I make I'm not I'm not making any ex, not I'm not exaggerating here when I say that you could easily make the case that Arizona has had the worst defense in college football the last five years. That's how bad it's been. Um, they marry not have, being able to rush the passer with also having some really bad uh, secondary play. None of that was on display against Mississippi State. As a matter of fact, well, the weird thing about it was Arizona looked like they actually had better players in the trenches than Mississippi State. Um, I got to give, uh, like I said, I got to give Arizona a ton of credit in that regard and that Jed Fish said, we're going to get bigger. We're going to get bigger. We're going to get better players. And he has done that. The first year he did that with the offense. The second year he did that with the defense. And the defense, it starts up front, as you all know, with Big Bill Norton. Now, Big Bill Norton, obviously a Georgia transfer, the largest man on the team, one of the largest people you will ever see, at about 6'4", but a svelte 335. He is a, uh, he's a dude that... He can take up multiple blockers and he can let uh, or multiple. Yeah, multiple blockers and he can allow his guys to flow downwards and get into the backfield. And he did just that against and they did just that against Mississippi State. And I mean, you look at it like a Tai Tai Uyagalele uh, uh, sack. That was because of Big Bill Norton getting getting a double team and getting tremendous pressure right there as well. And then. Like I said, across the board, you got to be pretty excited. Isaiah Ward had another half sack in this game, but it's really the linebackers that I think really, really stood out right there. And that first linebacker that really, really stood out was Justin Flo. 
Now, you might say, Mike, you said not to expect anything from Justin Flo. You would be right, but that's also why I can be very stupid at times. Um, Justin Flo was a heat-seeking missile out there in that game against Mississippi State. Um, he's had a hard time figuring out all the playbook. Coaches talked about that, but he's kept a very good attitude. And not only has he kept a good attitude, he has uh, been somebody that these team, this team and these players, they rally around right there. And Flo... Um, he just flew to the ball right there. Um, I wish he had been in that uh, last defensive play in overtime because I think he would have hit that ball carrier, but he wasn't. But either way, Jed Fish talked about it, how Arizona is going to have to use Justin Flo a lot more going forwards. And I don't know that there's any Arizona fan that is upset about that. He is, uh, and we talked with Greg Biggins about this once, he plays with a, a passion a quick twitch power, a ferocity that a lot you generally don't see outside of players that go on to the NFL. It's very easy to see why he was viewed as such a good NFL prospect and why Greg Biggins said he was about as talented a linebacker prospect as he has ever scouted. I mean, that's some pretty high praise right there. Now, again, he's not perfect. There's a reason he's at Arizona, obviously, but he showed a lot in that game. And if you're Arizona, you got to be pretty darn excited about that because you know, and just you can again, this you can just chalk this up to me being dumb, but I had kind of written him off to a certain extent. Didn't really see how that one was gonna play out, but it played out in spades. And not only did it play out in spades, um, I think you're gonna see a lot more of him. And Jed Fish uh definitely talked about that in the presser that you're going to see more adjusting flow going forward, and that is a good thing because that also means that he's gonna be lining up next to Jacob Manu. Jacob Manu was uh in two games, he's been great. If you were to tell me that Jacob Manu was going to lead the NCAA in tackles this year, it wouldn't surprise me at all because he's going to average about 14 or 15 a game. Jacob, you got to get those up to about 19 to 20, though. Come on, we're, uh, we're counting on you. But Manu, whether it was stopping the ball carrier or, uh, or making tackles up closer to the line of scrimmage, the linebacker did exactly what Arizona needed from him. Um he was uh, he's really taken on kind of that leadership role. And again, he's another guy that is just a great indication of the kind of uh, evaluation skills that this coaching staff has. This coaching staff clearly understands what they're doing. And not only do they understand what they're doing, they know the kind of players that they're looking for. And it's not just some stupid cliche. Oh, we're looking for an OKG or we're looking for, you know, this or that. No, they're looking for players that can play. And preferably be bigger, but if you're not, you better have awesome, awesome instincts or you better be fast. Jacob Manu is fast with awesome instincts, and again, I think he's going to be an All-American here before the time is done. And then on the defensive back or the defensive side, the one thing I don't understand, and again, is Gunner the uh, the fascination with playing Gunner Maldonado. Um, Gunner Maldonado at safety is not good. Uh, don't know what else really to say other than the fact that I, if I can run it by you again, he's not very good. He was suspended the first half, and not only was he suspended the first half, he made up for that suspension by coming back in and immediately giving up a touchdown. And when I tell you immediately giving up a touchdown, it was the first play of the game, and that's something that just can't happen. Um, not only can it not happen – he, he was just beat, and you could tell the Mississippi State knew exactly where they wanted to uh, go once he was in the game. And, again, that is a problem right there. And 
I'm not sure that that's something that Arizona is going to be able to uh, ever uh, look past because generally when you got a guy who can't cover, if you can't cover now, you're probably not going to be able to cover later. And he's been a starter for four years, so you know exactly kind of where he's at with everything. Now, um, I do think that uh, I do think the one thing though with this squad is you got to wonder. All right, now the defense has really picked everything up. Can it continue? Because again, offenses are going to start to be able to get a little bit of a to be able to get a little bit of a uh, an idea of what this team is looking to do defensively. Um, but either way, it's definitely nice having a defense knowing that they have to scheme to stop Arizona as opposed to just, um, you know, saying, ah, all right, well, um, we can do what we want right there. That's where it's different. That's where it's a little bit more exciting. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to talk about this team and kind of the mentality under Jed Fish and what he's been able to uh, uh, create out here. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, a big part of this, and again, I'm generally not into moral victories, but when you go, when you lose 20 straight games, when you go one in 25, it's okay to get into some moral victories. And a big part of this, though, is with the job that Jed Fish has done in three years. Offense first, like we talked about. He said, you know what? I got it. We got to get better on the offensive side of the ball. So, what does he do? He goes out and he gets the uh, freshman of the year in the conference at JDL. Obviously, that's kind of a double edged sword. You bring in T Mac, five star wide receiver. You bring in Jacob Cowling, 1400 yard receiver out of UTEP. You bring in Montana Lamonius Craig, Kevin Green, Tanner McLaughlin, Kean Burnett. You have a plethora of players that have legitimate NFL aspirations and not the ones where you're like, oh, all right, well, you need basically 900 players to fall off and then you could maybe slither in there. That's not what we were talking about at all. And that's not an easy thing to do because it's not like Arizona's a destination college football city or a college football area. You don't have a ton of local talent to deal with. Um, I think, though, that he is going to be able to get the good players, and he showed that with, you know, five-star Elijah Rushing, the number one rated defensive end in the country, staying home, which that ain't happening under the other staff, that's for sure. Um, but also, he just talked about getting bigger, and that's a big part of this is getting bigger across the line. And, um, you know, we've seen it. If Rich Rod had bigger lines, Rich Rod would probably still be here. Or no, Rich Rod wouldn't be here. He would actually be at a better school like he wanted to be. But Rich Rod didn't recruit the way that he should have. He didn't recruit the way that Jed Fish did. And that's why Rich Rod is not here. Um, but that's a big part of all of this, though, is you've got to – nothing – you can't win fluky. When Rich Rod won, it always felt like you were winning kind of fluky. You were winning because he was out scheming you. That is not the case anymore here at Arizona. That team that went into Starkville, that team, you could make the case, had better players. And that's the part that is just wild. In this short of a time, Arizona has better players than Mississippi State. And granted, I get that Mississippi State is in Alabama or Georgia. I totally get that. Or Texas. But, you know, it's still an impressive feat right there. Uh, considering that we're only in year three, but 
you know, sometimes coaches keep their word. Arizona fans are burned a lot because a lot of times coaches don't keep their word and they use Arizona as a stepping stone job. We're kind of the uh, the mistress that nobody, uh, you know, keeps to the side, but we all, they're only utilized when they're needed. Jed Fish is changing that. Jed Fish is showing that, yes, you can win at Arizona and not only can you win at Arizona, you can win big. Now, if Arizona gets six or seven wins this year, Jed Fish is certainly going to get schools that are going to come after him, trying to entice him to leave the old Pueblo and go somewhere else. We cannot let this happen. Um, but overall, again, it's disappointing how the game started out. I totally get that. And you know what? If it hadn't started out that way, Arizona would have probably gotten an easy victory. But you can certainly see where things are headed right now. And things are definitely headed in the right direction. And not only are they headed in the right direction, they're also headed in a spot where it's easy to extrapolate out and say, all right, Arizona is going to be able to uh, do X, Y, and Z out here. Arizona is going to be able to win these games because of this. It's not going to be fluky type things. And between the offensive line and the defensive line now becoming solid, you continue to build out both sides of the line. And he talked about, Jed Fish talked about building the depth out there. And a big part of that is T.O. Tyler Owens right there making all of that happen. But like I said, overall, I am more than okay with what I saw out there because I'm looking big picture right here. Uh, chestnut checkers, as the kids say. All right, now, tomorrow we're going to talk a lot about the defensive side of the ball then because I think bringing in Dwayne Aquina is a big part of how Arizona has looked so much better defensively. And not only has it been a reason that Arizona's looked so much better, it's a reason that Arizona now – I think you can look at a lot of games and say Arizona's got a real chance there. And these are not necessarily the uh, times and the games that we thought that Arizona had chances before. So that's kind of where we're at. But overall, I am more than okay with this performance. But that's it for Monday. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Like I said, breaking down the entire defense. But as always, thanks a ton for making Locked On Wildcats your very first listen of the day.